Last week, the Glee Club sang Lady Gaga songs, Tina got a moment in the spotlight, and Finn and Kurt's storyline traumatized me forever. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Yay. Yeah, I don't actually remember most of that, but that's not new for me, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I forgot all of that stuff happened. Again, I wipe the slate clean after we record every episode. I think it's the only way I'm going to survive this. Yeah. And I have to, I've started doing the thing where I watch the episode right before we record so that I can remember it fresh. Very fresh. <laughs> the freshest. Yes. <laughs> I, w- I had watched it and then I overheard Alyssa watching it and I just came because I'm like I heard her shout no and I'm like I have to (laughs) I have to be here to see Alyssa watch Funk because that's the episode we're talking about this week season one episode 21 Funk yeah this episode put me in a funk that's for sure oh yeah because there's only one episode left in season one right that's why you're in a funk that yeah, I'm so sad that the season's almost over. Oh wow. my goodness. Can I just say that I was not looking forward to this episode because I don't really like funk music and I was so much more disappointed than I thought I was gonna be. <laughs> wow, that's that's so funny because it means you set the bar low and then like it was even lower than that. Yes. Yes it was. <laughs> I was not looking forward to this episode because this was one that I don't remember if like this was on the recording of one of our previous episodes, but I like happened to glance at the title and I was like, Oh God, because what I remember from this episode traumatized me then and re-traumatized me again this time. So yeah, I think that's another reason why it put me in a funk. Cause I was like, ugh. also, <laughs> I don't know if maybe my definition of funk is just like not correct or maybe is just taking a very broad interpretation, but I I don't know. That's that's my first thought. Is I don't know. <laughs> when you said I'm not sure if my version of funk isn't correct, I thought of the Vine. The that is not correct because according to the Encyclopedia of. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, I think, I think maybe, uh, Uptown Funk is what's ruined it for me, but, uh, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this episode, except that there, there was a storyline that traumatized me, so I guess let's just jump right the fuck into it. Before we do that, um, uh, Kevin McHale and Jenna Ashkowitz, Artie and Tina, are copying us. Oh my god, what? They are re-watching season one of Glee and recapping it. Oh boy. And they did... Wait, are they doing a podcast? They have a podcast Oh together. my gosh! <laughs> no! We're never gonna get the same kind of following. They have a leg up because they were on the show. So, well, yes. <laughs> and they had they had Leah Michelle in their first episode, <laughs> which is funny because Leah. I'm sure she was so happy to be there because she's probably like, I love talking about Glee. Because so she remembers everything because they don't or like 
It's always funny. That's hilarious. So we have that in common. <laughs> and then, uh, but something else that we had in common was they were like, we don't remember so much of this, sh- the pilot being about like the adults and sheets and things and Will. Like we really just remember like the stuff with us. And I was like, you know, so does everyone. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone collectively was like, Glee is about the kids and like they wiped all of the adult stuff in season one from their brains and then they were like oh wait hold on so Glee gaslit America (laughs) (laughs) the whole country and then also other countries who watch shout out to our fans from Brazil yes we have so many Brazilian followers on Instagram I'm so happy like, thank you for following us, and we can't wait to share lots of great content with you. And also everybody else, too, but lots of lots of Brazilians represented. Yeah, so I just wanted to, I heard that, and I was like, they literally are just like us. They're literally <laughs> surprised by the amount of... We should have them on the show, guys! <laughs> oh my god, they'll be so easy to book. Be like, hey, you have a Glee podcast, we, we have a Glee podcast. <laughs> We're doing the exact same thing. We should definitely be on each other's shows. Yeah. Like, we'll help you get traction. You help us get traction. That's how it works. How podcast businesses work. (laughs) We could star on their podcast. Exactly. It's great. Collabs. So. (sighs) Funk. Oh, boy. Yeah. I think the the first What are our storylines even? Our storylines are Kristoff acting like a Hans, a betrayal. <laughs> oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> that was so highbrow. I love it. Okay, I'm literally gonna write that down. Kristoff. Wait, how do you spell Kristoff's name? Is it a K? K? No. It's yes. A, yeah, it's a K-R-I-S-T-O-F-F. Really? Oh my god! Well, the more you know. Wow. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a frozy. So. Oh boy. I'm sorry. You're a, a frozy. Is that what a frozen? It's what I've called? decided they should be called. <laughs> All right, let's get traction going. Frozy, frozy, frozy. Um. Uh, not a frozy. I'm you're not. not. What are you drinking today? No. I just finished my coffee, which. Yeah, I will probably be drinking later. I'm drinking orange juice because I'm sick. I'm drinking strawberry Baileys. I'm the only one here drinking alcoholic something. Strawberry Baileys? Is it? Okay, explain this to me. Okay, so for Christmas, I got a box full of little tiny bottles of Baileys shots in all the different flavors that Baileys makes. So I just opened it. Yeah. And I am currently drinking the strawberries and cream Baileys limited edition. Is it kind of like strawberry milk with alcohol then? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. But it tastes really, really good. I recommend it if it's still being made. What? Are you drinking it in coffee? What? No, I'm just drinking it. Like on the rocks? Yeah. yeah. Or from the tiny bottle? I definitely put it on the rocks. Bailey's is too okay, sweet for cool. me to drink just like by itself. 
I don't think I've ever had Bailey's on the rocks. I think I've only had it in coffee. You're missing out. But I think I would drink that on the rocks. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It reminds me a little bit of Pepto Bismol, which. Mm, okay, I don't think I'm going to I know that's not like a huge endorsement for a lot of people, but I was the kid who like licked out the cup whenever I had to drink Pepto Bismol. I loved that stuff. It was really good. All right, let's talk about Glee. <laughs> also, I have to say, Pepto Bismol, not a sponsor, but could be. I'm open See? to it. We're open. We are wide open. DM us. DM us. Slide in our DMs, Pepto Bismol. Really, anyone who wants. <laughs> Literally, anyone who wants to give us money to make little commercials for you, we'd be happy to do it. Yeah, we, 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 we would be good at it too. I yeah, I don't think we sound very desperate. No, we at don't. All. <laughs> we sound casually desperate. Not like casually desperate. Like desperate with a lowercase d. Okay. Oh, okay. I yeah. can get behind that. Yeah. So, so we have the betrayal storyline uh, with Rachel and Jesse. We have uh, Finn and Puck. Fuck that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Quinn and Mercedes. Quinn Sadies, and we have uh, Will and Sue. So I think we should at least let's do the betrayal storyline first because that kind of puts all the other storylines in motion. Well, are we going to, I mean, like encompassing all of the kids storylines is kind of one big storyline, which is the, the two glee clubs against each other. Yeah. Which I forgot their names. I don't know. The new... New directions. Yes, new, <laughs> new directions. directions. It even sounds yeah. like new directions when you're trying to say new directions. Yes. Yeah, I, yes. I mean, you don't know which one I'm trying to say. New directions. I don't know what you, you just know. said. New directions. New directions. Just like new put a really long space in between us. <laughs> That's not awkward in conversation. <laughs> so the new directions. Yeah. And I think I think you're right, Alyssa. That's a great idea. And then uh, vocal adrenaline, yeah, which doesn't sound like an innuendo. So good for them; they've got that going for them. So it starts off. Uh, they, it's like Artie, Tina, Mercedes, and Kurt are walking down the hallway, and they're talking about how all the chat show choir chat rooms and blogs that apparently <laughs> exist are saying that they're ripe to topple yeah. vocal adrenaline. Because vocal adrenaline is missing Jesse, and the judges know all their tricks. And then Ray- um, isn't Kurt wearing his Cheerios uniform still? Yeah, he's on the Cheerios okay. still. He's still on the Cheerios. Yes. Okay, I have to keep reminding myself of that because there's like no references to the Cheerios anymore. They're focusing all on the Glee Club. There's a lot of references to the Cheerios in this, in this episode. episode. Yes. In this episode, yeah, but like in like previous episodes. I'm like, wait, is Kurt still in Cheerios or not? Because Mercedes quit a long time ago. That becomes a running joke later in the show about like who's on and off the Cheerios. There are more people that are going to join and not be on the Cheerios. Oh my god, I can't. My head hurts already. <laughs> Six seasons, baby. Uh, <laughs> so, 
there. So Rachel runs in and is all like, it's an emergency into the auditorium. And we find out that Jesse St. James has betrayed Rachel and betrayed us and joined Vocal Uh, Adrenaline. Are we New Direction? I empathize with New Directions. I I align with them. You align with New New Directions? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be stuck doing that for the rest of this podcast. It's gonna be great. Our, our listeners are gonna love it. We could just, um, we could, we could shorten it and to the do nudes. like the NDs. NDs or the nudes. The NDs. Yeah, the I'm wearing a Notre Dame sweatshirt. That's not confusing at all. Yeah, because because podcasts are notably <laughs> a visual medium. Yeah. Uh, let's just quickly like sidebar talk about how erotic that blue bomber jacket is on jesse st james all right now i've got that off my chest he looks good he looks great is there there ever a time that he doesn't look good though like no yeah he's a handsome man he's so i love him he's so good he definitely he betrayed them he definitely needs to be in the glee boot like i want him to be a series regular as like the coach or something. As like, what if it's Jesse St. James after the fact, like as an adult? Yeah, like he's. That's, it. That's a podcast. We just broke it. <laughs> the story. So he is. Uh, so he's like, you guys never listened to me. You never respected my superior ideas. I'm going back with vocal adrenaline. <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, he and Vocal Adrenaline sing, uh, are you ready for this? Um, and... I'm sorry, what? Right? That... I Another one bites the dust. Yeah, I was Another gonna say, that's not the actual okay, name of the song. Yeah, that's what they do. They just, like, do the dun 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 Oh my god, that's gonna be in the song. I like it's a glee club that only does like acapella sounds because like there's no lyrics to any of the songs they do. That's what's happening. <laughs> there is magic in this episode today. There's wow. magic. I feel God in this chilies tonight. <laughs> Ooh, office reference. Nice. As I was saying those words, it's like I knew I was saying the wrong song title. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I can't think of it. Another one bites to death. All right. Yeah. So Alyssa had, uh, what was it? Um, <laughs> Total Cuts of the Heart mixed up with another song. Alone, yeah. And then it came back for her. So maybe maybe there is like a lost track of, what was it? <laughs> Are you ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is great. All right. Yeah. So it's a really good number. So good. Mm-hmm. Also, Jesse and that other girl are totally fucking. Like they're hate fucking. That's what's happening. Like their chemistry is bananas. Yeah, they have good chemistry. Wow, silence. <laughs> <laughs> My main thing that I noticed about her was I was like, in a show full of high schoolers that aren't high schoolers, you 
Look, she was 35. Yeah, that's literally, she's I was like, she's 35. You are the same age as like Adina Menzel when this is happening. <laughs> like, who's supposed to be your coach, Rachel's <laughs> mother. Like, it's great. Yeah. Um, but he's like leaping around and like, it's an electric number. And so the, the NDs are rightfully put in a funk because they're like, I don't know how we're going to beat them. And then they TP'd the choir room. Uh, that was a lot of that was a lot of toilet paper. Yeah, vocal like adrenaline TP's ND's choir room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and if they feel violated, question. Yeah. What were they hanging the toilet paper off of? Mm, that's a great question. That's a terrific question. Yeah. I don't have an answer. Because yeah. usually, like, you're going for branches or something, but you don't have that in an indoor yeah. classroom. They maybe like, in the popcorn ceiling. Do we even know what the ceiling looks like? No. See? I, I'm assuming it's probably just ceiling tiles, right? Yeah. So maybe they popped it up in there. That's what or, I would Or, so, like, when I was in school, like, almost all of the classrooms had, like, little hooks hanging from the ceiling so teachers could put decorations Maybe that's an option. Yeah. I'm sure they decorate the choir room eventually with like streamers hanging kind of like that. So maybe we'll get clarification later. Yeah. Maybe at Christmas. It was just a very important thing that I got caught up on. No, I didn't even think about that. Now I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> that, now I'm going to be looking and I was like, hmm, where are they putting all these decorations in the choir room? Hmm, I don't understand this. Continuity error. <laughs> And so Finn and Puck, in retaliation, fuck. fuck, slash all of Vocal Adrenaline's tires on their, what kind of car is it again that they all have? Uh, I think they had, like, Escalades? Yeah. They all have Escalades. <laughs> like, the, like the notable, like, bad guy vehicle in action movies. And they, like, that's essentially what it is. And they, they get caught. And uh, taken to PF, Principal Figgy Fig. Uh, oh, would that be his rap name? <laughs> Principal Figgy Fig. Um, yeah, like, these kids literally committed, like, a felony. And everyone's, everyone's like, yeah, it's chill. Like, I guess this is fine. We'll just let him go. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, and... Cool. Let's reward this behavior. They're definitely like that is the appropriate way to respond to someone TPing your choir room, which is not even your home. Exactly, <laughs> like a prank as com- as opposed to a felony. Equal. Yeah. Buck really did a great job. I, I I do buy though that they it's like supposed to be an escalation that like we as the audience know like. Whoa, that's way proportionally, but, like, these characters are both kind of dumb. That's true. They are pretty stupid. And so, so they, they could have, you know, in the Glee Boot, we could just have an entire episode about the escalation of actual pranks between these two groups. Yeah, I think that would have been, like, a fun episode. Yeah. Psyching like, each other out. Mm-hmm. And they'd sing, uh, are you ready for this? Over a montage of different pranks. Yes. 
Yes. Writing magic is happening. <laughs> I can feel it even though we're three time zones away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Shelby is there too, and she agrees to let them off with paying, just paying off all the damage they did. And what does Figgins say to her? I'm looking at Alyssa because it's pretty low stem, so I, I feel like um, she'll remember it. You are said. as generous and as magnanimous as you are beautiful. Ugh. I believe that. Yeah, something like that. That is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just wrote you. Figgins hit on Shelby. It's gross. gross. And yeah, Figgy Fig. <laughs> um, I hope that will continue for the rest of this podcast. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so they uh, that so they get a job at Sheets and Things. Fuck does to pay. Yeah, for to... the damage to the cars. Yeah, to yeah. Pay. yes. Meanwhile, uh, Will realizes that everyone's in a funk, and he's in a personal funk. And we'll get to his storyline later, but we'll just sidebar with it. He has this scene with. Uh, this character that caused Alyssa to scream now at the TV. What? Okay. Sandy Ryerson. It wasn't with Sandy. Uh, he was not. What? He Will had not- a scene. Oh, I forgot that was. Oh, I just. Yeah. Okay. I only remembered fuck with Sandy Ryerson. Yeah. Wait. What was the. Oh, sh- was Shu going to look for pot? Yeah. That he wanted? He's looking for pot. And then he was like, I don't sell to depressed people. Sandy was like, I don't sell to depressed people. <laughs> And he's like, the Glee Club's in a funk, and he's like, the only thing that uh, vocal adrenaline can't do is funk, because they have no soul. And then uh, Will walks in and is like, writes on the board, funk, who can tell me what funk means? Use it in a sentence. And uh, he's all like, it's about soul and anger. We're going to take McKinley to funky town. And he's... I was like, what does he even know about funk? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> to be, like, completely honest, Rachel's response to his question, which was someone used it in a sentence, she goes, that cheese smells funky. That's kind of the epitome of how I feel about funk music. Mm, I just really okay. don't like it. So, this episode was interesting. I feel like this episode is... Not does not have even that much funk in it. No, it no. doesn't. Because they do entirely like different songs from different genres, and they're like, "This was funk, right?" And then everybody's like, "No, it wasn't." Great. So yeah, it it's literally just like they're more so using funk in the sense that like, hey, all these people are in a funk. And we're going to put you in a funk because the show is one episode away from the finale and we're also in a funk. So then that's why they have like, they get to have what one or maybe two actual funk numbers and the rest are just like putting you in a funk. (laughs) Oh boy. It's it's very complex actually. Now that I think about it, (laughs) it's a very complex title and use of funk. I hate it. Oh, um, where- yeah, Shu knows nothing about funk, and he's like, "Yeah, this is our assignment." Yeah, when Sandy Ryerson first came on the TV, Colin was right. I did scream no, 
and it was pretty much the worst because every time I forget he exists, they bring him back. Yeah. Yep. It's like you're finally like free of him, and then he comes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows when he'll be free? <laughs> When, or when will be free. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> this is like, I don't want him to be free. He needs to be behind bars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, next, uh, how was the next character? Um, where, okay, so yeah. He t- tells them to do funk. And then Quinn, there's like shots of Quinn looking interested. And Mercedes is all like, I got this. And Quinn's like, I can be get. I want to get funky too, and everyone laughs because that sounded ridiculous. And then she's all like, "It's all about soul and anger. I have plenty of both. I'm furious." Um, and it's like fair. Um, and then Mercedes is like, "White people can't get funky." And then Quinn's all like, "Mercedes, racism aside," and it's just that was yeah. cringy scene. I audibly said, um, Quinn, honey, no, sit down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I understand it's supposed to be funny because Quinn doesn't understand that, but it's also like, ow, please don't. I can't tell if it's supposed, if the show is like, oh, this this is something Quinn would say because of her background, or if they're actually... Or if they actually believe it. <laughs> yeah, if they actually believe that Mercedes <laughs> is being racist right now. Oh, actually, you know what? What was this? 2009, 2010? I don't know. Totally possible. Kind of a toss-up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a toss-up. Well, I mean, I made the comment while I was watching it, like, how incredibly racist this entire episode was. So, like, for real racist. didn't make any sense to me. No episode with Howard Rimbu as a character is not racist. Yes. (laughs) Accurate. Just... Oh, Howard. Yeah. Oh, God. So, speaking of Howard Bamboo, he's in it because Puck and Finn, fuck, get a <laughs> They don't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fanfic writers oh, away. Maybe we should. Maybe we should start calling them Pin. <laughs> I don't know if that's better. <laughs> um, they decide, or they decide, they get jobs at Sheets and Things, working for Terry, um, and she's she's bossing them around because they can't fold fitted sheets, which, like, I can't either. They weren't fitted sheets, they were something else. They were shams. They were tea towels, like, or yeah, something like that. Shams. Like, yeah, I think you're right, pearl shams. Yeah, and... Something that's pretty simple to fold. And she was like, uh, I only hired you two losers because I'm trying to like maintain my lifestyle and become a ma- manager by the end of the month or whatever. And then uh, they have to help Sandy Ryerson, who's back at the store. She literally, But she literally says something about like, and you're getting paid that's like basically just above slave labor. You no, know, she says like you'll work for less than immigrants. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. Racism. So similar idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, sorry. Hi, Suki. No, I, I kicked her bed. You kicked her? Bed. Oh, my God. I kicked her bed. <laughs> Suki's bed. Um, there was a bang. 
Yeah, I don't know what that was. Oh my god, sorry. That was yeah. My uh, my texts keep like popping up. Ooh. I have to close it. Um, where? Okay, yeah. So they're at sheets and things, and they're having. They have Sandy Ryerson calls them over to help, and Puck is all like, "Are you gonna fondle us?" It's just like mm. not funny. And he's. He's all. He's like, I need this specific shade of pink, and they're like, this is all the pink we have. And he's like, did they change the name of this place to Loser Losers and Things? And, and Finn and actually- looks at his like vest to see. <laughs> that that's like a pure moment. It's like that. That's a good acting. <laughs> it was just that. That was actually funny. And so he's yelling at them about turning on the music. And uh, Puck turns on the radio, and he's it goes into a musical number. I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill me? Um, yes. Yeah. Which is not funk. That song is not I, funk, is it? No. I no. think that's where they're like, okay, so funk means so many different things. It means like the actual music, but then like people being in a funk. And that's kind of what that song is being used for. And I guess also that's what it is about. So, like, that's where, like, this broad interpretation of using the word funk in this episode just kind of, like, you think funk is going to be one thing in the episode and then it becomes 10,000 other things that you're just not interested in. Choose one. Come on. Yeah. I thought it was... I would have preferred all funk music. (laughs) I thought the I'm a Loser Baby, that was a fun number of them at the store. Um, oh, I thought it was really? a, yeah. I actually enjoyed the the oh. every. I liked the part where all of the store employees were singing it, because um, that's how you feel when you work in retail. I can attest to this. Oh my god, guys! I totally zoned out as soon as the song started happening. I was like, no. <laughs> And then I zoned out, and then I came to to whatever the next scene was. I did not like when they had Sandy singing, because he was singing part of it, and I was not on board for that. But I liked yeah, when... Yeah, like, you already know you're a loser. Yeah, no. Um, the, the store employees was funny. Yeah. Um, it was just, like, a clever musical-y way to do it. And then... Uh... And I feel like they could have done that literally in any other episode. Yeah. This is, they're just trying to fill things up before the finale at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Terry turns off this, the radio and she says to Puck, I thought Jews were supposed to be smart. Racism. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was another good one. <laughs> Zing. We all feel very comfortable, Terry. Thank you. <laughs> Terry always makes everyone feel comfortable. Yep. That's why uh, her marriage was so successful. Ooh, zing. <laughs> zing, zap, zoom. <laughs> so uh, then Terry sees Finn, or Finn is asking Terry for help with the folded sheet, but she sees Will in, like, when Finn is talking, she, like, sees Will, like, Mrs. Schuster, can you help me fold this? And he's, like, kind of being, like, weirdly sensual i guess when he's saying it to her right yeah and then it cuts to finn just being normal yeah being like a dope yeah then terry asks him how old he is and he's he's like 16 and she's like oh no 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 
<laughs> no. She's just like, oh, yeah, um, not comfy. Terry making everyone feel comfortable always. <laughs> Sheets and things. Sheets and things. <laughs> like a thousand thread count. A safe place to be that's not racist. <laughs> so, yeah. So to keep going with the sheets and things stuff, um, if it, she's trying to help Finn fold the fitted sheet, and he's all like, or the sham, and he's all like, sorry, like my heart's just not in this. I'm worried about my assignment for Glee Club. And she's all like, Glee Club? Ugh. I hate Glee Club. And he's just, she's like, oh, sorry. I just have this compulsive need to crush people's dreams. <laughs> and Finn is like... She says... she. I wrote down her line because I was like, oh, my God, same. She wrote, Glee? It's the tungsten mold on my life. I was like, wow. I actually relate to Terry Schuster right now. What's <laughs> And uh, important step for Terry, though, because she at least she realizes that she's crushing other people's dreams and has a compulsive need to do yeah. so. That was like a weird moment of like self actualization that I was like, uh, what's happening here? And so she decides to to help Finn out and Finn's all like, yeah, other like uh, like you because he's like, oh, yeah, Mr. Schuster talked about that. He's like, oh, but, like, you're really cool, and if it wasn't for the whole faking the baby thing, you'd be a total MILF. Yep. I thought that line was kind of funny because it's something the character would say. Um, And then they, they, she's like, oh, I'll help you with your assignment. We'll just go to the iTunes and type in the word funk and see what comes up. And then she makes him assistant to the assistant manager. And Howard Bamboo is upset, and Finn's job at Sheets and Things is never revisited again in this season. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, wow. Well, poor Howard Bamboo, like one of the lost victims of Glee. <laughs> First, by creating the character and <laughs> giving him the last name Bamboo. Name Bamboo, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. Finn and Puck and Mercedes perform uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunches Good Vibrations. Yeah. It's which a... is not funk, which is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's not funk. But the... I'm like, I didn't want to admit that I liked it. It was fun. I, I fucking love this song. And I was like, but fuck this version. And then I was like, actually, no, it kind of bangs. <laughs> it's literally like a back-to-back note. I was like, fuck this. And then I was like, actually, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, it was like really... It's a great song. It was fun. It was grounded in the choir room. I was like, more Glee numbers should be like this. Yeah. Like, it was good. And But then Mr. Shu right away is all like, well, that wasn't funk. And then Artie's like, we're so depressed. We can't even pick the right songs. And I'm like... Way to, like, not motivate your students, Mr. Shu. Instead of being... That and, like, it's literally like the writers being like, we don't know what we're doing either. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nobody knows what's happening in this episode. They're like, who's to say what funk really is? <laughs> funk is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so that's... 
that's the kind of the Finn and Puck of it all. And then um, the, fuck of it all. the fuck of it all. Quinn sings um, with the help of the uh, Unwed Mothers Club. They sing <sighs> of, of dancers in fake pregnancy pads. They sing uh, It's a Man's World, and Artie calls it offensive when the pregnant women walk in. I was offended by Artie. I wanted to punch his face. How is that offensive? Yeah, that's what I was like. Why why do you think this is offensive? I'm like, after all this shit you've seen in this glee world, you think this is offensive, Artie? Right. I... I really wanted to, like... The number but i didn't yeah that's a good and way then, to say how i feel about it i like I, the idea I behind really, it yeah i think the idea of like she gets these other other girls who are in her situation which like i'm like okay why hasn't this ever been brought up before like this would actually be really interesting to see quinn like connect with someone who's literally going through the same thing she is um but there was like a weird like Lamaze breathing part, and like, there was like <laughs> yeah. one of the times I was like, oh, no, I no, hated I the like Lamaze breathing, but I did. I liked the rest of the song, but the Lamaze breathing was not good. Yeah, I didn't know how I felt about her singing either, but there was like there was like a good intention to it, so I was kind of like, okay, I don't hate it. But I don't think I like it either. Yeah, it's just kind of in the middle. Um, yeah, so she sings that, and then that causes Mercedes to realize she like comes up to Quinn, and Quinn's like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and Mercedes is like, "No, like, you may not be a minority, but you get what it feels like to be one." And I'm like, "This is a lot of typical glee equalizing." all difficulty is the same when yeah. those are just like neither one is like worse or better than the like more difficult like you just can't quantify those things yeah well i mean shoe does like in one of the first episodes you're in glee club you're all minorities yeah it's just like hashtag never forget never forget <laughs> it's just like the way glee says things are equal it could just be oh these are all, this is difficult and this is difficult and they're different but they're hard they're also both hard but Glee's way to do it is like if you have any difficulty in your life it's the same as all other difficulties um, right what what made what motivated Quinn to apologize to Mercedes essentially she, she's apologizing about racism right yeah. I think so but I did not what under the that? two scenes were so separated that I didn't understand it at first um it was it was a very strange like when Mercedes came up and Quinn said I'm sorry I had no idea until a little yeah. bit later in the conversation I was like oh okay it's the whole racism comment or racist comment but it was it was oh, just very when separate when did she learn that though I feel like it's like it through that experience? Experience with those other mothers and singing that song was that her learning experience i think that was the intention that we were supposed to like understand that that happened through her singing the song but it doesn't really make sense i feel like there was a cut scene 
That's what I... Yeah. I feel like there's a... And in the Glee boot, I wouldn't have a funk episode, just being honest. But if we did, we could have it... We would have a Quinn realizing that it's like, oh, this is why Mercedes is a little defensive of funk music and, like, the history behind it. And then that might motivate an apology. Like... Like a legitimate history lesson of this genre of music. Yeah, like something kind of... I think... Yeah. Like something that Will Schuster should probably actually do if he's a teacher. Yeah. Okay, educate. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I like the Mercedes-Quinn, like, pairing. I think it's really, really interesting. There's, like, a lot of potential there, and it kind of does feel like, – like we were talking a couple episodes ago, like, they went with Rachel to go meet Shelby, and – we're like, what? what is the conversation that these two characters decided to go with Rachel? Like, we want that. Like, I want more of the Quinn-Mercedes friendship, the stuff that we're not seeing. It Interpersonal be connections. Of, yeah, there'd be a lot of really interesting stuff there. Yeah, because Mercedes, at the end of this conversation, is is like, you're not angry, you're hurt, and you just need a safe place to unpack. And why don't you move out of Puck's house and come live with me? I've talked to my mom. Hold on a second. No, her exact words it were, it's decided you're going to come live with me. Because Quinn never gets agency. Yep. Like I didn't know blonde got- women had agency. Yeah, blonde white women don't have agency i've never seen Sorry. legally blonde so i i never learned that i'm wow. lying i'm lying i've seen legally blonde somewhere. <laughs> yeah. but you still never learned that <laughs> he wasn't watching closely enough <laughs> um yeah no like like even like the only like moment of agency that she's really had honestly was being able to pick this song <laughs> <laughs> oh, she had one moment of agency and she wasted it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's that <laughs> so uh but it is it is nice it's this really nice moment because quinn was there this was a moment of agency that quinn had when she helped out mercedes when mercedes was starving herself to be on the cheerios Okay, yeah. 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 And and this is Mercedes kind of returning the favor, like being there for her when she needs someone. And I like that for yeah. once in Glee's life, like something was built up to instead of just like <laughs> happening. There's continuity. Yeah. And so that's why that's an interesting relationship with two people that are very different, but also sort of have a lot in common. And mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, would... I think the relationship is great. And Mercedes' dad is a dentist, from what I remember. So I just feel like Quinn's probably in better hands than in the Puckerman household that just seems like a mess. Do we know anything yeah. about Puck's parents? Except that they're Jewish? He lives with his mom. Yeah. He lives with they his mom. Sit, and they, they sit down every so often to watch Schindler's List right? Yeah. Over TV dinners. I remember that sequence very vividly because his little sister like screams when there's like a gunshot <laughs> on the TV. And oh, runs away and he has just, siblings. Like, I forgot he had siblings. Yeah, he has a sister. 
and that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Am I missing uh, something here? No, not yet. Oh, um, but okay. yeah. So what we know is that he has a sister, and he lives with his mom, who's a single mom, and his dad walked out a really long time ago. Um, but yeah, that's really all we know. So like, we can we can assume that like they don't really have a lot of funds because I think he probably lives in like the poor side of town because that's kind of what he's like i'm a delinquent because of all this stuff yeah um so like i can imagine that quinn is also helping puck's mom by being like okay i'm not going to put the burden on you anymore i'm going to accept help from someone who can actually help everyone in the situation yeah by like helping support her and take care of her um so yeah, I guess there's a lot of good that comes from that. Yeah. It's just very strange how it happens, I think, where she's like, it's decided. <laughs> it's happening. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's Glee for you. Uh, something nice, but it's going to be a little weird. Um, <laughs> Accurate. And then uh, Rachel is summoned by... Rachel gets a call from Jesse, or is it a call or a text? Um, it's a call. Call, I think. Yeah, on her little bedazzled flip phone, um, to cut co- to come meet him in the parking lot, and she runs out to meet him, and she sees him, and just like Hannah would, she's moved to run towards him with her arms wide open. He's got, the, he's got his beautiful face. And in his bomber jacket. He looks so good. And then she's running in slow-mo. And then she gets attacked. <laughs> I was honestly really hurt by that whole moment because I was like, Jesse, no. It's a powerfully like betraying moment where vocal adrenaline then eggs her. And she, it's like the egg effect is like so splattery and gooey and she's covered in it. It gets in her mouth. <laughs> And then, but her hair is gonna be really shiny after that. <laughs> and then he, then uh, Jesse's just watching, and the thirty-five-year-old woman is like, "Are you gonna do it, Jesse? <laughs> like, are you with us or not?" And then so he's, she's like, "Do it, break that egg, like you broke my heart." Uh, Even though she's thirty-five, can we still call it peer pressure? Peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> So he's uh, peer pressured and he breaks the egg on Rachel's forehead and because he's like, I loved you. And it's Which like, I don't understand that line at all. I loved you as if she did something to make him not love her anymore. Yeah. It was, was very strange. Kind of very, I very strange. Thought, okay, maybe I forgot. Well, was he still salty about Rachel doing that um, run, Joey run number and betraying him? Like, was he still upset by that? That was so long ago, though. I think they got back together since then. Yeah, and then, like, literally the last time we saw him was when he was talking with her mother about feeling like he really liked Rachel. That was the last scene we saw him. Yeah, I was like, that's literally the only thing I could think of, because I was also really confused by that line. I was like, did I miss something? Am I forgetting a betrayal that she did? I don't know. It still hurt, though. It hurt. And we we cut to her 
crying and she's like, I'm just having visions of all the mother hens coming after me for revenge because we found out Rachel is vegan, <laughs> um, which is why they were throwing eggs at her, one of the reasons. And uh, all the boys get up. They're like, we're going to go beat them up. And uh, like, and Will's like, what are you doing? And Kurt's like, Rachel's one of us. We, we're the only ones that get to humiliate her. And then, and then he's... Which is a great line, honestly. Legitimately, I feel like, you know, it's very sibling-ish. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, I wasn't like, oh, wow, they're really mean to Rachel. I was like, oh, it's like, she's their sister. <laughs> and uh, Will's like, oh, everyone, go sit down. And then Kurt's the only one that immediately goes and sits down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, relatable, Kurt. Um <laughs> And then he's like, "We have to do. We have to beat them in a nonviolent way." And he's like, "Rachel, give me your phone or call Jesse." And Santana's like, "You still haven't deleted his number." <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he, they have they're like, "Vocal adrenaline, come meet us in the in the choir room or, or the auditorium." And vocal adrenaline's there, and they hold on. I have to make a comment here. Okay, I cannot believe. That Jesse actually picked up the phone. He loved her. He, yeah, I was going to say that. So, like, Rachel didn't delete his number, and he hasn't deleted her number. But he picked up the phone. You picked up your phone back in the day. I didn't. I, I didn't know, I pick up my phone ever. Yeah. And then, like... I actually would, like, screen the call and then text them 20 minutes later, be like, hey, I was busy, what's up? Yeah, I don't know. So if you ever get a text like that from me, I apologize in advance. I know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, after that whole ordeal, there is no way I would ever pick up the phone. Like, can you imagine Actually, yeah. betraying she someone, seeing them calling you? retaliation. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. That, like, and Jesse's too smart for that. But he might still have feelings for Rachel. In that case, I wouldn't pick if I if I did that if I was the betrayer and I still had feelings for that person I would never pick up the phone because I'd be too guilty. Well, I don't know if Jesse feels. I don't don't know if Jesse's a psychopath or not. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think it's a giant logic issue because yeah, like why would they come back to like to MD's home turf, knowing that, like, they just, they probably, like, got, they just pissed them off after the egg incident with Rachel. Like, they should be expecting retaliation. So, like, why would they do that? Because like, they, they didn't want to have to pay for two sets. Vocal adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> it would have made more sense if they had gone to Vocal Adrenaline and done the funk number in their face. Yeah. So yeah, like it kind of, it's a logic issue probably because they're like, we don't have the vocal adrenaline auditorium this week. Sorry, guys. This is what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, then the Glee Club performs, uh, we've got the funk. Um, not Take Me to Funky Town, which to me would have been a great choice. Um, and... It, it happens, and then the 
vocalist. It happens. <laughs> it happens. The number happens to us and to vocal adrenaline. <laughs> and vocal adrenaline. And no one can stop it. <laughs> vocal adrenaline. <laughs> Hannah just killed me. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh god colin no he really is dying um and then they're staring uh they're staring blankly at the at the stage in awe and uh and i almost called him christoph jesse (laughs) jesse is all like they did a funk number uh it's the one thing we can't pull off. And the 35 year old woman is all like, cause we're so lost automatons. And he's just like, I'm so depressed. Mm-hmm. And like this soft monotone voice and the episode ends. And uh, it wouldn't be, have been that bad of an episode if those were the only okay. storylines in it. <laughs> right. If only we could just end it here. Okay. So really quick. So, how does then vocal adrenaline know that they're going to do a funk number? Because what we know about Glee is they just randomly do numbers and then none of them end up in their like competing performances. They're just like wasting time and never practicing for the actual numbers. So like, how do they know they're going to do a funk number? Cause they just did one. They don't, they don't say they're going to, they just, they just did. Like, it implies that because they did a funk number, they have the, well, they have the ability to beat them. Um, Not necessarily. I didn't think the number was that great. If I was vocal adrenaline, I would be like, listen, we have blue bomber jackets and we did queen. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely was not better than. No. (laughs) Are you ready for this? (laughs) (laughs) are you ready for this (laughs) okay so yeah i guess the episode's over that's the end of the show guys all right unfortunately the rest of the episode if that was it i'd be like you know what that was boring i don't understand it sure this I don't. I am forever changed in the worst way. It's the opposite of for good and wicked. I am not changed for the better. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great song. So it is. It's a great song, um, but it's not in this episode. But it will be in Glee <laughs> later. Um, so when Rachel's crying about. Uh, Jesse breaking up with her and Will's giving her tissues and she's like this is a classic move they're breaking my heart and and ending my will to live right before the big competition and I'm like stay true to your dramatic self Rachel I love it never change and then Will is thinking about himself in the middle of all this and is all like oh they gave me an idea how to defeat my nemesis I'm like because, exhausted okay. by just thinking of recapping. This <laughs> okay, so isn't like the first part of this that like Sue bursts in while he's trying to teach, quote unquote, um, in the choir room, and she's like, "I need a place to store all my new trophies, so I'm gonna like destroy the choir room and make it my new trophy room." And then this happens, and then he's like, "I know how to get back at her." Right? Yeah, isn't that like the whole setup? Yeah. Yeah, I forget whatever they're feuding of whatever stage of their feud Will and Sue are in. 
Well, now she wants to take the choir room. Yeah. So, but if she doesn't win nationals, then she's not going to have a giant trophy, which means she can't push him out of the choir room. Yeah. Right. So that's that's the the vague logic. Yes. In order to no. make sure that she doesn't win nationals, Will is going to crush her heart. Yes. First by, he's got a... Well, did we get to that he signed the papers with Terry in that very awkward, silent Divorce. scene? Oh, yeah, he officially got divorced from Terry. Can I say that the lawyer was so good? He had, what, three lines... And I loved him. That whole scene was like, we're getting closure on something that I forgot was happening and did not care about. Like that was something they could have just like never fulfilled. And I would have been like, oh yeah, that's right. They were married. Yeah. It was really awkward when he was like having her sign the papers from underneath the rock that crushed her. Yeah, exactly. It was really weird because actually the lawyer Alyssa said he was really great. The lawyer was like wisecracking while he was like using Terry's hand to write because obviously she's dead. She was crushed by a rock. Um, yeah, it was a very, it was kind of gory actually. Yeah. Um, For me- anyone who hasn't watched the show and is just listening to us because I don't know why, but whatever, Terry was not actually crushed by a rock. There was no gore. It was a boulder. <laughs> yes, a boulder. Stop lying. <laughs> But yeah, it like basically they're there in their. I don't like their house, by the way. It's just it's really weird. It's like weirdly New Englandish. I think it's like, a, like an apartment. apartment. Yeah, it's an yeah. apartment. Is it an apartment? Yeah, that's an apartment. Yes, that's a giant apartment that a teacher and an assistant in manager can afford <laughs> in Western Ohio. Okay, well, it's like really quiet. They don't really have many lines. And doesn't she go to, like, kiss him on the head or something yeah. like that? Yeah, she says, you'll always be that 16-year-old boy to me. And then my immediate <laughs> reaction... <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> my immediate reaction was like, that's why you're divorcing. <laughs> Guys, you can't just... You can't fall in love with one person. You have to fall in love with every single person after that. Which means as your spouse grows, so does your love. I say, mm-hmm. as I'm not in a relationship at all. <laughs> But that is very wise. Like, you can't just be obsessed with the person you first became in a relationship with. Like, if that person grows, you have to decide whether you still like that person. If you don't, you have to be mature about it. You don't be like, I liked you better before. It's like, well, that's your fault. Like, get over it. But what if that person grows into Will Schuster? And you get a divorce! (laughs) She's really, like, getting out of this pretty clean. Yeah. Um... So yeah, Will's officially divorced, and so he can now do whatever he wants, and boy does he! <sighs> so he decides to seduce Sue, and so in the choir room at night, he's trying to she's trying to kick him out, and he's all like, "I have to, can I? You're like a a tastemaker, like the light, the way the light's hitting you makes you look stunning." And I want to sing this song for you to see, is it too dirty? Let me know if it's too racy for regionals. And there's this shot of his butt bouncing. 
Multiple oh. times. Multiple times. Oh. And I think that's waiting for me at the gates of hell. Oh. Will she just <laughs> <laughs> uh, Like, he literally he does the bend and snap, not to reference uh, Legally Blonde again. But that's literally what I wrote. Like, he's doing the bend and snap. And then he like he's starting to strip. And then I was like, he's literally sexually harassing her right now. And I was like, this is this is terrible. It was I wrote this very sexual very harassment. Very. And I don't just mean for Sue. I mean for me. Too. <laughs> like, Glee doesn't know what sexual harassment is. Like, it, like there's, there's so many things that happen. We're like, this is not appropriate. And Glee has no idea. He is doing too much butt work. <clears throat> it's the camera is just on i can't like it's too much and and then he does that I, thing where he gets all up in her personal space and like rolls his head around on her shoulder yeah, ah! what, was that? what even like, what song I, was he singing um tell me something good oh tell me yeah um but like so he he's doing this and i'm like I'm like, oh, this is why when I saw the title of the episode, I groaned. I couldn't remember. It was like, why does this title make me feel really gross? And when this <laughs> happened, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Now I know where the source of my discomfort is. And, uh, yeah, I want Ryan Murphy to pay for my therapy. <laughs> yeah, it was horrifying. And he's all like, how was it? Is it too dirty? And it's Sue's supposed to be like smitten by it, but she's like, I was bored. She she's like holding it in and she's like trying to be like stone faced. And at like one point I was literally like, is she actually like really uncomfortable and is about to like report him for sexual harassment? Because I actually couldn't remember what happened after this and I was like is there like a, a hashtag me too thing about to happen? I'm like, then I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. And so then the next day he like, she's like writing in her journal, but she has non murdery feelings for will. And she's sexy, non murder feelings. That's how I want to describe my future. <laughs> life I have sexy, non murder feelings for you. Um, and he all comes in with like, Oh, I got these red flowers to match your tracksuit, and here's some Apple Teeny uh, protein pills, protein powder. Protein powder. Ew, gross. And oh, oh God, he says like the worst thing. You know what Wednesday is? Hump day. Oh <laughs> yes, that was. He should be awful. shot in the head for that. Because he straight up executed. Because <laughs> he's like, you should uh, like you have National Saturday. Like, go on a date with me Wednesday at Breadsticks. And then, yeah, then he's like, you know what day Wednesday is? Ugh. Yeah, so they, then he stands her up at Breadsticks. She's there in her tracksuit and her pearls. Yep, I love that. <laughs> and she stood up, and so then she barges into his apartment, is all like, how dare you hit on me, and then stand me up. And he's all like, you're a bully and you're mean to kids. And I'm like, and you're a predator, so who's better? Yeah. Mm. Um, and she's like, I'm mean to everyone. He's like, well, I would never be attracted to you. And then he kicks her out. And then uh, so then she, then the next day, all the Cheerios are all like depressed and their ponytails are messed up. 
and they're wandering around aimlessly wailing and Kurt's like some of them might Stu won't get out of bed and so we can't go to nationals and then some of them might lose their scholarships and uh, then Will realizes that his actions have consequences oh boy wow the first time and he goes to apologize to her and uh, he speaks in Spanish to her maid a little bit <laughs> And, and I was reminded that he's the Spanish teacher. Yeah, Elizabeth was straight. I actually up. forgot that, and I found that vaguely uncomfortable because I was like, "Why is he just like assuming that she speaks Spanish?" And then I was like, "Oh wait, he's the Spanish teacher." Okay, I guess. That's like. But I was also like, "Shoe stop." That's all the Spanish he knows. Exactly. He's been teaching the same five phrases to all of his classes the past however many years he's been the teacher. And then they only know how to say don't do a style banyo. <laughs> and then he like gives Sue a pep talk cuz she's all like I've given all my life to these kids and what do I have nothing cuz I'm alone. And she's surrounded by a thousand trophies in her home. In her home and she... it's so great. I love her house <laughs> actually. I kind of love it. It's a funny bit. If it Sue's whole mystique is funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the layers they peel back that you're just like I would I did not expect that but somehow I did it's great um but then she has this thing where she's like because I don't have someone my life isn't worth it and it's mm-hmm. all like yep because mm-hmm. women okay. need someone in order for their life to have meaning thanks oh, Glee yeah, boy she's incomplete because she's ambitious she's driven and she's successful at what she does, and she's proud of it. And she's incomplete because she doesn't have a man or a partner, at least. And uh, what does he say that motivates her? I just start to ignore things he says. It was something like, <laughs> yeah. you're not alone. You have your kids, and they don't have to love you. You love them, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, actually, I think that's pretty much what he said. I, usually when he starts talking, all I hear is, like, uh, like from Peanuts, blah, 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 <laughs> And then so. she's all like, uh, you'd be a great trophy husband. And I'm like, eh. What do you mean? No. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. And then... Uh, yeah, so then she, they go on to win nationals. Uh, there's a the news reporter is like, they say you're the Michael Jordan of cheerleading, and she says, I am. <laughs> and then they they say that she had Kurt perform a 14 minute Celine Dion medley in entirely in French. <laughs> And of course, he did amazing. And he did amazing. And so uh, she won nationals and she shows up at his house with Brittany and Santana and a male cheerleader carrying the giant trophy. And she's all like, either this goes in your choir room or you kiss me. And he's like, does no one have to know? And she's like, yeah, no one has to know. So he's about to kiss her. And then she's like, you know what? Never mind. I can't bide the stench of failure or something. Something like that? It That was the most uncomfortable scene for me. He licks his lips and I'm well, like, because, not. Yes, yeah. Because they were because uh she goes, You have to kiss me on the lips with tongue. 
and then he licks his lips. And I was like, oh my God. Ugh. At least the teeth. And then they get really close. And then she's like, something about like his breath smells like failure. Yeah. So, and so she puts the trophy in the choir room. At least the teens leave before their awkward scene. Um, and as they're leaving, Brittany's like, sorry, Mr. Shu. Um, she like whispers an apology. And I'm like, oh, Brittany. <laughs> Wait, is she apologizing for leaving that trophy there? Or yeah. is she apologizing because she knows what's about to happen? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's psychic. Brittany's too pure. Um, and yeah, so that's basically, so then the trophy goes in the, the choir room in a glass case. And that's the end of the Will Sue plot. Thank God. <sighs> I, yeah, I feel really gross. Yeah. Thankfully, we didn't have to spend too long talking. Like, I was like, how do I recap this as quickly as possible where we discuss how horrifying and awful it is, but, like, I don't want to relive it. Yeah. I'm glad that we, we helped you. We took on the burden with you. It's it's It brings down the whole episode from, like, a middle grade Glee episode to, like, one of the worst. It doesn't even have to be there. It's gross. It's really uncomfortable. Will's butt yeah, is involved. We literally <laughs> recap the entire episode without it in our recap, and the episode made more sense without it. Seriously, yeah. though. Yeah. Because, like, there was just one more, like, element of, like, psyching someone out before their big thing. And, like, it wasn't necessary. Like, there could have been something totally different going on with Shu. Um, I don't know. He was on vacation because no one wanted him around. Like, something like <laughs> or that. Or they could actually have learned about funk. Yeah. Yeah, they could mm-hmm. have learned an actual lesson. Maybe Shu could have educated himself on funk so that he knew what he was talking about and didn't sound like a giant asshole. But he failed because he's a giant asshole. There we so go. His chin right. looks like a butt. <laughs> a lot of butt work then. <laughs> So, I guess it's da, 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 Tina time. Tina time. Yay. Ooh, right, okay. So, I'm going to be totally honest. I did not count her lines at all, but I'm fairly certain she had about zero. She had one. She had one? It feels so violating when they TP the choir room. Oh, but other than I that, that was someone else. It had zero because I remember the opening scene. Everyone else was talking, and Tina just vigorously <laughs> nodding her head. Yeah, so she had one line. Yay! Good for Tina. Um, I, I'm thinking in a few episodes we're gonna forget what the sound of her voice. <laughs> sounds like, yeah, season so. two. Oof. Um, oh yeah. All right. Yeah, and. Uh, what's next? What's our next? Segment? LVP and MVP. Yeah, LVP and MVP. Who is our least valuable player this week? No question, it's going to be Shu for me. I found it deeply unsettling, and I think I threw up in my mouth a few times. I'm almost during so... this conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Shu because this was the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching anything, and it was all because of him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He's pretty bad. I'm gonna just single out his butt. <laughs> like his backside or his chin? His backside. Okay. 
as the worst thing to ever happen to me and humans. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> That's great. All right. So I didn't realize we could start targeting people's body parts. So I'll keep that in mind. The camera did it. I just followed soon. I don't know. Is this body shaming? You should shame the entire person. I'm not saying there's something wrong with his butt. I'm saying I just didn't want it in my face. Yeah, so maybe the cameraman or the PC should be the LVP. <laughs> it's their fault. Uh, um, MVP? I chose Mercedes because um, I think it was really great that she like stepped up and helped Quinn. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I got. I'm going to go with Finn because I liked the loser baby and the good vibrations number. Um, and when he looked at his thing to see if it's a loser and things. <laughs> I'm going to go with the lawyer because I really liked his really minimal part. I thought it was hilarious. My favorite line in the entire thing was, by the power invested in me as your attorney, I am officially pronounce you no longer husband and wife. Muffles up. It was great. Standing ovation, Mr. Lawyer. Yeah, that was great. And that was a great line read from you, Alyssa. You really channeled him. Thank you. And uh, all right, so who, what was your least favorite song? I know what mine was. Uh, mine was the loser thing. Didn't care for it. I don't like the song. Didn't like the musical number itself with the retail people. So. Um, I don't know the name of the song, but the one that she sang. Tell me something good. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine is. Are you ready for this? Um, no. I'm gonna keep going one more bar every time it comes up. Uh, my least favorite was uh, "Tell Me Something Good" as well. Um, yeah. What was your favorite song this week? Um, the most erotic version of Another One Bites the Dust I have ever witnessed. <laughs> uh, yeah, those blue bomber jackets, Jesse St. James, Serving Us Queen. I loved it. I'm going to go with the the Loser song. Is it just called Loser? I think so, yeah. 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 Um, in the retail sh- store, because I thought it was really fun and funny, just like watching all of the retail employees sing it. I'm going with uh, Good Vibrations. It was a good time. Um, Yeah. Uh, And so what... So would you do a funk-themed episode in your Glee Boot, or would you theme it to a different kind of music? There's so many different kinds of music. Like... Do we have to just do one themed episode? No, but just like, how about instead of like, what is a genre that you like and you'd like to see? Blues. A blues episode? I love the blues. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, that's interesting. I can't even really think of an actual blues song 
from any of the Glee music I remember. So actually, that that might be interesting. Blues actually is a good choice because when I think, oh, they don't have soul, to me, I think blues. Yeah, I'm, I never go straight to punk. Yeah, because like funk, I don't know. I guess like maybe just like what I understand funk to be is more about like getting upbeat and and like like moving around like kind of like more dance music but like blues you're really kind of getting into like an emotional depth with the sound and the lyrics and i feel like glee could use some more actual soul like that yeah i feel like blues would be a good place to go also just like if you're trying to show that adrenaline uh, vocal adrenaline can't be soulful i would get that have much more song. from blues have them do a slow song like can vocal adrenaline do anything slow like their name is literally like adrenaline yeah so like if you can do like ballads slow songs and upbeat songs they they obviously have a good range that means vocal adrenaline like that would be a much stronger leg up than and then being able to do funk specifically. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think this this whole, like, right before, what is it, sectionals, right? Yeah. Or regional? No, this is regionals. Sectionals was okay, the so middle right, of the season, yeah. Okay, so right before regionals, like, yeah, like the whole psyching up and, like, psyching other, the other team out makes sense. But I think it was a really poor execution of that like penultimate episode because you really need something that's actually going to be a stronger leg up. And they literally had to explain to us why vocal adrenaline felt bad. It's because they're like, oh, we're soulless automatons. And I'm like, okay. But like what Alyssa's posing makes a lot more sense. And I think would be way more effective. So... I think it's going in the glee boot glee boot blues episode yes and because you could feeling blue it yeah, still works for being in a funk yeah like yeah yeah and i think the slowness and the depth it just makes way like so much more sense we could still have a prank war set too are you ready for this yes absolutely <laughs> It's vocal adrenaline doing it. Yeah. They're all like, and then they're like, guess what we can do? We can do this awesome, slow, like blues rock song that has a lot of depth to it. Fuck you guys. You can't do that because you're all on like fucking steroids. Yeah. This is sounds it's like okay, we got it. It's good. It's a great episode. All right. It writes itself. Yeah. Um, Want to plug our socs? Our somies. Somies. Uh, so we are on Instagram and Twitter at Glee Boot Pod, and then we're also on Tumblr, Glee Boot Pod. So yeah, come check us out. Follow us. Um, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and uh, TikTok at Your Boy Ryan ninety nine to see my YouTube persona. You can follow my YouTube channel, Ya Boy Ryan, Y A B O I Ryan. Do you have anything you want to plug? I still can't remember my Instagram. I think it's AM Swear Engine. Is that it? I 
I think it might be a dot m dot swearing gym. Cool. <laughs> Draw me to try them both. Yeah. You'll, you'll find Sorry, everyone. You're gonna have to dig a little bit harder. For me. <laughs> Make you work for it because she puts her art up there. You have to work to see her talent. Sweet. So yeah, that sounds like our next episode is going to be uh, Journey to Regionals, the last episode in season one. So some exciting stuff. We've come a long way on our Glee journey, and ex- yes. excited to see you join us next week. Oh boy! Yay. See ya. Bye.